<laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Got it. Okay, good. We're we're ready to record. Okay, good. Amazing. Okay. So uh, let's uh, pick up where we left off uh, last night. Um, we are in Bracious Tarek Lamed Dalet, and tonight we're here for the stunning conclusion of uh, Bracious Tarek uh, Lamed Dalet. And so um, last night we uh, we started with uh, the story of Dina and Shem, and uh, I said that at Pasuk Yud Gimel is where all of the Rishonim, you know, uh, have uh, have their major discussion about how to understand the story and what exactly happens with uh, Shimon and Levi. And Yaakov and uh, and Shrem. So let's start at Pasuk um, Yud Gimel. Uh, if you remember at the end of the Pesukim last night, well, let's just oh, we'll quickly review what we saw in the parak uh, last night. We saw that uh, Dina um, is uh, is taken and uh, and raped by Shrem, and uh, then Shrem decides that he really would like to marry Dina, and so he comes to Yaakov uh, and the brothers, and uh, he says, "Listen, let's work this out." You know, uh, we'll allow you guys to come in and be a part of uh, be a part of us, and uh, I'll give you a lot of money, and you know, you'll ask me for whatever you want, and then you know, you can marry us, and we can marry you, and we'll all like live together, and everything will be uh, will be will be okay. And now we're up to the part where the brothers are going to respond to um, to Shred. Now we're up to the part where the brothers are going to respond to him, and um, we'll start at Pasukim Gimel, and we'll uh, we'll read a few a few psukim, and then we'll come back. To uh, see how the Rishonim understand uh, the story and uh, the disagreement between Yaakov and the brothers is really the heart of what we're trying to get at um, in our uh, in our learning uh, right now. So pasuk uh, pasuk goes like this: And um, the sons of Yaakov respond to Shem and Chamor, his father, Bimirma. Now I'm going to translate Bimirma as with trickery, even though if you look in Rashi, um, and I think I put it on this page. Um, yeah, it's the second Rashi that I have on the page. Rashi says Abimirma, he says Bichokma, which means with uh with wisdom. And wisdom and trickery are not exactly the, the same thing. So uh, that is very interesting. But I'm gonna translate Bimirma with trickery because I think that's the, the the normal translation of the of the word. And so um thank you so much. Um okay, good. So the brothers are we're up to Pasik Yudgimo. Barashas Parak Lamidalit, some people just walked in. Sorry, everybody on the record. Barashas Parak Lamidalit, a Pasuk Yedimah. And so the sons of Yaakov, they answer Shem and Chamor, Bimirma, with trickery. Speaking to he, meaning Shem, who had violated Dina, their sister. And they said to them, I'm reading Pasuk Yedalit. They said to them, we can't do this, that which you're asking us to do. We cannot give our sister to a man who has orla. Because that is an embarrassment to us. You know what we can work out, though? You know what can make us move towards you? What we can work out is if y'all do bris milah, and if y'all do bris milah, if you all will do brismila, then we can marry you, you can marry uh, us, and uh, we can all live uh, together. And if you will not listen to us to do brismila, then we will take our daughters and we will go on our merry way. And these words uh, seem good. They like this. The Shrem and, and Chamor, they like this plan. Now, let's just think about this for one second. It, it, is there something that's very surprising about the brother's response? I'm saying like, well, 
What is it that they that they say? What do what do the brothers say? Remember when we were talking yesterday and we learned the Malbim, and uh, the Malbim told us that the brothers, hey guys, grab the machine. They're in the back over there. They're, they're right there. You don't have to go anywhere. Um, and the I'm sorry. Um, and the, and the Malbim said that the brothers had. Well, the Malbim said the the the, the, the tourists, These are my last ones. I'm all out. We will have to share. I'm sorry. It's all the sheets that I have uh, that I have here. I'm sorry. All right. We're gonna, everyone, everyone, yeah. Everyone need a chumash. Sorry. Got uh, yeah, right? Oh, my gosh, right? The stunning conclusion of Baratheon's Paraglam and Dalek is bringing in the crowd. I just wasn't supposed to start on time, apparently. I, I didn't get that memo. No, no, no. It's my fault. You know, I'll tell you something interesting. Yesterday, I compared myself to, to Moshe Rabbeinu, right? Oh, these are not ours, guys. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm all out. We'll have to share. Yesterday, I compared myself to Moshe Rabbeinu, and so today, I'll compare myself to uh, Rabbi Usher White. Because I was listening to Shir of Usher, you know, this is like uh, um, maybe a month or two ago. I, I don't remember exactly when it is. And and, uh, and in the beginning of the Shir, Rev Usher said, I'm very sorry, everybody, that I'm starting on time. I know that that's not normally how I do things. And uh, we're going to try. So I'm sorry for everybody who's going to come late, you know, because I, we're going to try to start on time. So I don't know. I guess that uh, this is my uh, this is my my fault. Yeah, thank you very much. Because... Um, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. If I wasn't being recorded, I could say something now I will not say. But uh, <laughs> no, no, no. You're you're amazing. Thank you so much, and I really appreciate it. Good. So um, so back to the story over here. Everybody ready? So what we've done so far, everyone who just came in, we started from we're in Bracheshvaragalamidal. We started from pasuk yudgimel, and I read now through pasuk yurchet. Right. And you remember yesterday we said that we learned from the Malbim that the brothers find out what happened to Dina. They have two different emotions. One is that they're sad. It's smooth, right there. They're sad. And the second is by they, they get angry. And we, we said yesterday that that maybe that well, the Malbim said we learned yesterday that that's from two different places. They, they, they're sad because of what happened to Dina. Right. They get angry because of what Shem did. Not necessarily the same thing. Right. I mean, it's together, but but different emotions. Four different things. We also said that their emotions were responding to two different things, or three different things, but two that are relevant for us right now, right? One is from the Jewish, only Jewish perspective, that Shem was an Arel, not a Mahul, didn't have Rismila, and that's an affront for them and for us, but 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 for like the regular civilized world that might not be anything wrong, right? You know, with that, and, and even unclear if Shem even knew that. That that was going to be a problem, you know, for for the Jews, and and then there's the second thing, which is that Shem rapes Dina, which is like an affront to humanity. It's like you know it's a, that's wrong for everybody. It's got nothing to do with you know being Jewish or whatever. That that's just it's just it's just wrong. And so two different things that they're upset about. And now when they when when Shem and Hamor come to the brothers and they and, and, and Yaakov and they you know. Um, suggest their plan, you know, that if, if they'll give a lot of money, and and maybe according to some we saw yesterday, they were really sorry, maybe not, you know, it depends on who's reading the Rishonim and Nachor you like, but but you know, uh, but they give a lot of money, and and we'll we'll intermarry, and everything's going to be great, and the brothers respond, and which affront do they respond to? Isn't that interesting? What 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 do they say? What and what do they not say? Yeah, what is that? What understand what I'm saying? What they say is we've got a problem here. What's the problem? The problem is that we circumcise and you you guys are uncircumcised. So let's see if we can work that out. Y'all circumcise. And then we've got something to talk about. And, and if you won't do it, what do the brothers say? If you won't do it, they actually say. If they won't do it, then what are we going to do? Yeah, we're just going to go. We're just going to go. 
I didn't even well, think they were going to take. Well, okay, we'll, we'll get to that in a second, right? But what? The, but 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 also maybe more to the point is what do the brothers not say? They don't say we've got a problem here, right? What's the problem? The problem is that you're an animal, right? I'm saying like what? What <laughs> saying like? Is there is everybody with me? Yeah, and that's what Malbim writes is the mirma of the brothers. The Torah says right, again, Pasuk Gimel, that they responded bimirma. Right, which which Rashi thinks means bechachma, but I think normally you would translate as trickery. But 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 Malbim says, you know what the chachma of the brothers was? The chachma of the brothers was they focused on the lesser of the two problems. Why is that chachma? Because they made Shechem and Hamor think that they were okay with the other. They made Shechem and Hamor think that they were not upset that Shechem raped Dina, but they had a problem. They had a problem. The problem is that they're not Mahul. And so they thought, that's why the Torah says, That's why the Torah says that this, this was good. Why was this good? Because Shem and Chamor, when they came to Yaakov and the brothers, they honestly didn't know what to expect. Now, they weren't so scared. How come they weren't scared? They weren't scared because they ran the city. Let's say, you know, they, they were in charge, right? Yaakov and, and his sons, they were the, the outsiders. They weren't scared, but they didn't know what to expect. And, and then they came, and this is how they responded. And they were like, you know what? We can work with this. We, we can work with this. Now, we'll see as we read the Rishonim in a few minutes, right, that that, that was what the Bnei Yaakov wanted. Why was that what the Bnei Yaakov wanted? Well, because it could be, it could be, and we'll see this in a minute, it could be like Kevin was thinking, that what their real plan was, they, they wanted to get Dina. And so they're thinking, how are we going to get her out of there? And I go, oh, I got a plan. I got a plan. Or it could be that they were really up to something much more devious, which is what happens, by the way. We'll, we'll see what happens in a second, right? And they thought, well, maybe we can catch them off guard. Huh? If if they would have said, when Shem and Hamor came, right, and they said, let's see if we can work this out, and they would have said, you guys are animals, right? Would, what do you mean, can we work this out, right? It would have been much harder for the brothers to then do either of those two things. It would have been much harder for them to get Dina back. It would have been much harder for them to attack the city. Why would it have been harder for them to do either of those things? Because if they would have taken the front, the Shechem and Chamor, then they'd have been on defense. Yeah? You're like, oh, this did not go so well. Right? They'd have been on defense, and they'd have been on alert. It's because the brothers take this tack, which is it's strange. No, I'm, is everybody, everybody understand why I'm saying it's strange? Is they like, you know, they, they leave aside the the real, the real, you know, injustice to focus on, I'm going to call it a smaller problem, but, you know, right, right, exa exactly right, right? But that's what Malbim says is exactly the chachma of the brothers, because it is what enabled them to be able to enact the second stage of their plan, whatever that is, that we're not sure exactly yet, although we've already suggested two different possibilities. But it was only because they were able to disarm uh, Shem and Hamor in this conversation that they were able to move to stage two later on. Yeah, that's the Chachma of the brothers, um, the Mirma of the brothers, according to the according to the Malbim. We're up to Pasuk Yilches. I'm going to read quickly now through the Pesukim because I want to come back to the come back to the Rishonim, right? That um, that Shem, you know, uh, was uh, acted with alacrity, right? To enact this plan, he was excited. 
because he wanted to marry Dina. And they come to the people of the city and they say as follows. There's these guys here, and we can make a deal with them, and and uh, we can marry their daughters, and we can, you know, uh, uh, they can marry our children. But they have a condition. They have a condition to live with us. To be one people. We have to circumcise. So listen, they, they say to him, it's going to be a good deal for us because all of their stuff is going to become ours. They're just going to become part of the city of Shechem. They're, they're just going to become ours. Let's do this for them and uh, they'll live with us. And they listen to him. This is entirely remarkable, by the way, that, that, they, that they listen to him. Right? In fact, Rabbi Hirsch suggests that from here, it could be that we have an indication that they didn't really have a choice. That uh, Shem and Chamor, you know, uh, ran the city, and that everybody else were like vassals, you know, uh, in the city, if you will, in like a caste system, you know, sort of uh, construct, where when uh, the guy on the top says that this is what we're going to do, then everybody in the bottom, you know, uh, follows follows along. That could be true. It might not be true. We really don't know. But he says that just from the fact that he finds it difficult to believe that everybody listening would have been like, that's a great plan, you know? Right, right. So, so, th- so that's why he suggests that maybe they really have, you know, such a such a free choice in this. But, but in any event, by he now to the action, right? And it was on the on the third day, when they were uh, in pain. By the way, uh, da, um, any truth to this third day pain situation? Not sure. Okay, very good. I understand what you're saying. I, I hear you. Right. And uh, the two sons of Yaakov, Shimon and Levi, who were the brothers of Dina, they take their swords, and they come into the city and they kill all of the men in the city. And Chamor and Shem they kill as well. You might have thought they were not males in the city. They were, right? No, no, no. The Torah stresses that because they were the main perpetrators. Obviously, why the Torah stresses that. And they take Dina from the house of Shechem and they leave. So you remember last night we were asking, where is Dina? Right? You know, like what's going on? Here the Torah is explicit the whole time. She was in the house of Shechem. We learned last night, right, that according to, who was it? I think it was Malbim, uh, maybe it was the Ramban, I don't remember. But we learned last night that she was there and she was crying, right, the, the whole time. Understandably, very, very upset. Now, this is interesting, and we're not going to get to talk about this tonight. I don't believe I don't think we're going to talk about this at all, because it's not really our main focus. But um, but this is a really interesting twist of the story. That, did you see what just happened there? The sons of Yaakov came through the city now. Now, remember, all of the men are already dead, right? The sons of Yaakov come through and they loot the city. That's what Vayavuzu Ha'ir means. They loot the city. Asher Timu Akosam, that had violated their, their sister. Now, who does this looting? Ah, that's what it sounds like, y'all. I, I agree with you. That's what it sounds like, right? Because the Torah explicitly in Pasach Chapei singled out Shimon and Levi. And now it just says B'nai Yaakov. So maybe it's all of them, including Shimon and Levi. I don't know. But it certainly seems to be purposefully showing us 
that it was not only Shimon and Levi and also other brothers who were involved, and they come through and they loot the city. Everything, everything. They took, they took everything. Yeah. Now it's interesting, by the way, because what was it a few psukim ago that we just said that Hamor said to his people? He said to his people, we should do this plan because they have lots of stuff and we're going to get it all, right? And interestingly here, what happens now is that the brothers go into the city and they take everything from the city of Shem, which is very interesting, right? It's an interesting kind of like Vinahavoku, right? You know, that, you know, Shem and Hamor, they thought that they were going to, you know, be able to take everything from Yaakov and his sons. And in the end, right, Yaakov's sons take everything from the city of Shem. Now, now Yaakov doesn't like this, though. If you look at Pasuk Lamed, it's what we're up to. Is what we needed to get to. We're almost there. There's only two psukim left in the parak. By Yomer Yaakov or Shimon via Levi, Yaakov it says to Shimon and Levi, Achartemosi, Lahavisheni Bioshev Haaretz, Baknani Ubafrizi, Vani Mese Mespar, Vin Esfu Alai, Vihikuni Vinishmadati Ani Uvesi. They say, How could you do this? You've given us shame and embarrassment in front of all of the, the nations that live here. We are small people after all. And what's going to happen is they're going to gather up against us and, and we're going to be killed. They're going to wipe us out. Vayomru and Shimon and Levi respond, because Yaakov only spoke to Shimon and Levi in Pasuk Lama. He only spoke to Shimon and Levi, right? You saw that? Vayomru, Yaakov, Shimon and Levi, which is interesting because what did we just suggest? That there was other brothers, but other brothers were involved in something different than what Shimon and Levi did, right? Shimon and Levi killed all the men in the city. The other brothers went and looted the city. So Yaakov says to Shimon and Levi, how could you guys do that? He doesn't seem to say anything to anybody else, right, about, about what happened. By Yomru, and they, Shimon and Levi, they respond to Yaakov, and they say, what, is our, is our sister a prostitute? They're like, what, 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 did you, what did you want us to do? What were we supposed to just do? Do nothing? And that's the end of the parak. It's so crazy. It's like, uh, you know, and what did Yaakov say? Presumably nothing until we get the parashas Vayichni, when Yaakov curses their anger. Right? Yaakov says, Yaakov says, cursed is the anger of Shimon and Levi. So you, even though Yaakov doesn't say anything here, and you might get the impression, if you, if you stop here, you might get the impression that the brothers get the last word because they had the, the, the final say, but they don't. Because when you get the Parshas Vayechi, and that's years later, years later, Yaakov sits on it for a long time. And years later, you know, Yaakov says to, says to Shimon and Levi, cursed is your anger. Your anger is, is bad news. Your anger is bad news. So what we've got to figure out now, we'll move to the Rishonim, and everyone, if you have a source sheet in front of you, we'll go to where we have Pasuk Yudgimel over here, and this is what we... This is what we came for tonight, right? Uh, we'll move to the Rishonim. We've got to figure out, you know, like, what exactly were the brothers thinking? What exactly was Yaakov thinking? And and is there a right and wrong here in this uh, in this story? Is everybody is everybody with me? Good. Let's get into the Rishonim. Good. So if we look in Rashi, Pasuk Yud Gimel, um, Rao, <laughs> I almost skipped this part. Okay, good. Yeah, Rashi says something interesting, and I, I don't know what to make of this. I don't honestly, I don't know what to make of this. I'll, I'll share it with you. I'll show it to you. I'll show you why I find it difficult, and uh, I don't know what to make of it. Maybe somebody can help. So if you if you look back at Pasuk Gimel, you'll notice, The brothers of Yaakov responded to Shem and to Hamor. And, oh, it's a Radak. It's not Rashi, sorry. 
And uh, the Radak is wondering, why do the brothers respond and not Yaakov? It's a little bit of a chutzpah. Yaakov is sitting right there. Why do the brothers respond? Why doesn't Yaakov talk? Is everybody, yeah, everyone understands, right? And look what the Radak says. Because Yaakov would not speak, speak with trickery. Even though Shechem and Chamor had sinned towards us, Yaakov wouldn't talk trickery with his mouth. He left that for his sons. And the brothers talk with trickery. I don't know if that, does that make it better? <laughs> That's what I, is everybody with me? I understand the question the Radak is asking. Why do the brothers talk and not Yaakov? The Radak says, I don't know, Yaakov, he couldn't, he could he let the brothers do it. Really? That, that, and and on. therefore he couldn't. Kevin is suggesting something really interesting. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm hearing you. I don't know. I don't know. I'm with you. I don't know. Right? Kevin is saying, listen, can I add on top of what, what you're saying? Because Yaakov does not seem to be so averse to trickery. When you read the stories about Yaakov, he tricks his father. That's true. It's not the only guy that Yaakov tricks. He seems to trick Lavan. Seems to. No, I don't know. That's funky business he does there. If Yaakov really had a way to make sure that he knew which sheep were going to be born with which, and he had his sticks and whatever, if he really had a way to do that, and Lavan was like, all right, you know, let's do, like, what do you think about this deal? And Yaakov was like, all right, Lavan, <laughs> if that's how you want to do it. And then he goes and does a thing with the water. I don't understand that whole business in the first place. The sticks and whatever, I'm not going to ask you about that. Doc. If that's a real thing, I'm not going to ask you, you know, whatever. Right, but but uh, but Yaakov does not seem to be so averse to using chicanery when it is required and necessary. Now, I'll tell you the truth. I'll tell you the truth. Yaakov even made, he says that. Right to Russia. How does he say it? He says, um, how does he say it? He says that uh, if uh, if Lavan's going to treat me with trickery, don't worry, I'll uh, I'll treat him back to with with trickery. How does how does that go? Another possibility. He also likes Ethan. Right. Um, he also likes Ethan. He says, "You go ahead." I'm going to catch up to you later. I'm going to catch up to you later. Okay. Right. Yeah. Exactly. We're we'll still we'll still we're still catching up. We're still catching up. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. But we'll, we'll meet him there. Right? Okay. But Yaakov seems to. I'm saying like so. So like all of a sudden now, you know, over here and the Radak is like, oh no 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 no. Yaakov could never, you know, was even though Shem and Hamor did something to us. Well, you know, that's what I don't know. So what Kevin is suggesting, what Kevin is suggesting, is that maybe we're witnessing an evolution in Yaakov Avinu's personality. And that's interesting, and I don't know. I, it, it's curious, right? In other words, maybe Yaakov has reached a point in his life where he's like reflecting and looking back and being like, hey, listen, you know. Yeah, right. Gila, no, no, Gila's question is, is is excellent. In other words, if that's true, and Yaakov is reflecting and looking back, and he's like, well, maybe, me, you know, listen, I had to do it. I had to do it. You know, like, I, I'm not saying it was wrong. Maybe, maybe we could, but I'm not, I'm not saying that. So, yes, I, I'm, I'm not, it's, not, it's not wrong. Right, but but I just don't want to do it anymore. But then Gila is asking a great question. Gila's like, okay, fine. So Yaakov's looking back and he's like, it's not wrong, but I don't want to do it anymore. But I'll let my kids do it. I don't know. As a general rule, as a general rule in parenting, if there's something that you don't want to do, right, you also don't want your kids to do it too. I, I think but, as a general rule, no, maybe it's not always like that. I would never jump out of an airplane. Never, never, never. Right. No, and I would also not want my kids to jump out of an airplane. No, no, I would not want them to jump out of but an airplane. But you're, no, yeah, 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 Lisa. 
Yeah. That's interesting. But you'll let your kid do it. That's is that what you're saying? Is that... <laughs> but that's <laughs> but, but it that's... seems like you're suggesting that but yeah, it seems I'm like you're you. suggesting Yaakov was in on this. Oh, so that's the next point that I was gonna bring up. That's the next point I was going to bring up. And that is, no, 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 I'm with you, 100%. That's the next point I was going to bring up. And the Ramban says this explicitly, although I think that we are correct in reading it into the Radak. Because according to the Radak, it sounds like that Yaakov is in on it. That Yaakov, he could have said it. He could have said he knew exactly what was going on. He knew exactly what they meant, exactly what they said and what they meant. But he just, he didn't want to say it by himself. And why right? first? Good. And the Ramban is going to ask that question explicitly, so we're going to get there, right? Very, very excellent. But look at the rest of the Radak. It's interesting, because we only, we, there's still one line left. So what about the brothers? See, the Radak said, okay, Yaakov didn't want to say it. But why, why did the brothers feel like that was okay to say it? And the Radak says, because this guy just violated Dina. So they felt that it was totally justified to trick him and do what? Okay, that we're going to see in a second. Like, what was the original plan or whatever? But they were like, yeah, that's okay. You attacked us, right? And we're going to get you back. Okay, no problems. Is everybody, yeah, everyone, what? That's entirely correct. And, and I guess what Gila is asking, which is a really good question, that, that we, we will start to talk about tonight, but... But we won't be able to explore in its totality tonight, but maybe we'll go there um, throughout the rest of the week. It would be the natural progression of this discussion that we're having right now. And that is that is is revenge always bad um, or is I should let me rephrase in halacha is revenge always prohibited? And the answer to that question is no. The answer is no. I know you always teach your kids don't take revenge. And the Torah says lo sikom not to take revenge. Um, but in the halachic realm, there are instances where revenge is permitted in the halakhic realm. So maybe it might make sense for us to move to that discussion. You know, uh, next we'll we'll see. But but that's that's your thought process is absolutely correct, right? That that doesn't sound okay. It doesn't sound okay. But the brothers thought it was okay. But maybe Yaakov didn't think it was okay. Maybe that's why Yaakov didn't say it himself. And maybe that's why Yaakov gets angry at the end. Yeah. Hundred percent. There's such a question, and we'll see it in the Rishonim right now. But it's very plausible. We could suggest, right, that Yaakov. We're, we're just talking right now. We're going to see the Ramban is going to say something very similar to this. We'll read it together in a second. But but let's suggest it now that you've suggested it, right? Which is that Yaakov was in on it. But what did Yaakov think the plan was? And then why does Yaakov get angry at the end, even if he was in on it in the beginning? Maybe the Ramban is going to suggest something like that. What? Great question. Great question. And that's what we're going to get to in the Orachayim. Excellent. The Orachayim asks that question. And the Orachayim gives an answer. Very good. So we've got to learn the Rishonim. And uh, let's let's keep rolling. Let's not... Uh, no, this is zero waste. This is not waste. Let's, 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 let's read the Rishonim. Right? So that's the Radak. Good. Rashi, we already, we already said. Now, look at, look at Rabbi Hirsch. Because Rabbi Hirsch writes something a little different. Yaakov's son spoke before their old father because what they wanted to say was not quite in accordance with Jewish honor and honesty. He's already shading it. See how he's how he's shading it? If there was any stain on it, let it fall solely on them. For themselves, they had no hesitation. 
For the man they were dealing with was the one who had defiled Dina, and to get her out of his clutches, they felt everything was justified. Now, he says the same thing that we saw in the Radat, the same thing, but he just shades it a little bit different. Right? Rabbi Hirsch is saying, it's like, you know, they knew that this might be like gray area. They knew this might be gray, but they were fine. They were okay living in the gray. And, right? and, and, they, and they said to themselves, but Yaakov, we're going to leave him out of it. 37-year-old father, you know, do it. We're going to leave him out of it. It's a little bit different than Radak. Is everyone, everyone understand what I'm saying? You know, I wonder in Rabbi Hirsch, I wonder in Rabbi Hirsch if Yaakov was in on the plan. When we read Radak, we were like, oh, wait a second. It sounds like Yaakov was in on it, right? And then we had a lot of questions that we tried. For Rabbi Hirsch, I'm not so sure. Uh, I'm not so sure. It could be, it could not be, uh, you know, uh, the way that he the way that he says here. But let's get to the Ramban, because the Ramban is the one who spells it all out. The Ramban is the one who spells it all out, asks the questions, starts to give us answers. Let's let's learn. Let's learn around they answered uh, with Mirma. And this is what they said. Yaakov doesn't say anything. That's the question that everybody starts with. Yeah. How come Yaakov doesn't talk? Because out of his honor, it sounds like Rabbi Hirsch a little bit, right? To leave Yaakov out of it in his honor. This is a, a, a terrible thing to deal with you know they don't they they, they start to talk to deal with shem and hamor despicable people and terrible uh actions that we're talking about they wanted to leave yaakov if they could to leave yaakov at it the yesh kan and now we have a question it sounds like yaakov was in on the plan how does it sound like Yaakov was in on the plan? Because Yaakov was sitting right there. Yeah. Now let's think about this for one second. If Yaakov was not in on the plan, everybody listen to me for one second. If Yaakov, yes, exactly, Chaim. If Yaakov is not in on the plan, then how does he sit there quietly and not say anything? The brother come more. They come and say, "Oh, everything's gonna be great. We're gonna give you a lot of money. It's gonna be fine. We'll marry. It's gonna be fine." And the brothers are like, "Listen, we got a problem. You guys have to circumcise." Everything else is okay. No? If Yaakov was not in on the plan, then where's his outrage? Like, what are you guys talking about? What is wrong with you guys, the brothers? What are you guys thinking? You think that money is more important than Dina? You're going to make a deal with Shem? And like, wait, wait. But Yaakov doesn't say anything. And so the Ramban says, We are there, the Ramban says, So he must have known what was going on. But if he knew what was going on, then why does he get angry at the end of the story? He knew what was going on. We're in a problem. Yeah. But oh, further. It, it cannot be that Yaakov was okay with Dina ending ending up marrying Shred. It's, it's inconceivable. But now if this is true, that means that all of the brothers must have known what was going on. Because none of them objected either. And then it's true that Shimon and Levi are the ones who actually carry out the plan. Those are the guys they sent in, you know, to actually do the mission. So why does Yaakov then only curse their anger? What about everybody else? The Ramban doesn't talk about the fact that everybody else looted the city, but the Ramban assumes that everybody must have been on the plan. Because otherwise somebody would have said something, you know, uh, in the original meeting. The Hatishuva, the Raman says, I think the answer is, right? The trickery was they told them all to circumcise. Why? They thought they would never do it. 
and if they would perhaps listen to their prince, and they would actually go through with it, what was the plan? The plan was to let them circumcise so that the men would be slightly incapacitated, slowed down, and then they could do a rescue op to get Dina out of the house. That was the whole plan. The plan was, let's see if they'll do this. Let's make it seem like this is our issue. Let's see if they'll do it. If they if they don't do it, I don't know what the plan was next. I don't know. I don't know what the plan was next. But if they'll do it, right, so then we have a window to orchestrate a rescue operation. And that was the plan. All the brothers and Yaakov, they all had that plan. Shimon and Levi then go beyond. And Shimon and Levi decide to take revenge and they kill all of the men of the city. It is possible. And it could be that Yaakov gets upset and angry. He curses their anger because they kill innocents who did not harm them at all. Innocents who had nothing to, to do with it. Maybe they should have killed Shechem. Okay, fine. You know, that's fine. Maybe. But not everybody in the city. Everybody agreed that that was the plan, and that was what went wrong. This is the Ramban's understanding. So far, so good. But now the Ramban asks the next question. But if that's all true, the Rabbim Yishalu, a lot of people ask the following question. We, we just said that Simon and Levi decide on their own that they're going to kill all the city and that Yaakov thought that was wrong. Well, then what were Shimon and Levi thinking? Why did Shimon and Levi think that it was okay to kill all the men in the city of Shaul? That's the question. Yeah? So first, is everyone with me? Good. We're going to see a few different answers. First answer comes from the Rambam. The Ramban actually quotes the Rambam, but I cut that part out of the Ramban, and I gave you the actual Rambam. Yeah? So you got to turn to the back page. You actually have to turn the page. Right? And um, and if you look over here, the, the Rambam writes as follows. The, this is the Rambam in Hilchos Malachim. This is, uh, you know, not like a parish on the Fumash. The Rambam is writing uh, halachs. And so the Rambam writes, How are non-Jews commanded to set up courts? They are obligated to set up court systems in each town that they have to keep the Sheva Mitzvah Spinei Noah and to, to judge, you know, people based on those commands. And if a non-Jew violates any of the Sheva Mitzvah Spinei Noah, it's capital punishment. That's the that's the halachas of the Sheva Mitzvah Spinei Noah. And then look what the Ramban writes next. Because of this, all of the inhabitants of the city of Shechem were actually by halacha chay of Misa. Shari Shechem gazal v'heim ra'u v'yadu v'lo damahu. Because Shechem rapes Dina, they knew, everybody knew, he presumes, the Rambam presumes, everybody knew, everybody saw, and nobody did anything about it. They failed to fulfill the the, the mitzvah of setting up courts, and as a result, they were all liable for death. The Ramban therefore believes, why did Shimon and Levi do what they did? 
Oh, wait a second. Does that mean that they were right? Wait a minute. Everybody, according to the Rambam, yeah? Maybe we've answered too well, right? Because what do we then have to ask? Yaakov said. We're back to where we started, right? So look in the Ramban. The Ramban doesn't like the Ramban's answer because of this very reason. Now, by the way, just let's just understand the Ramban for a second. The Ramban thinks that Shimon and Levi were justified in what they did because there were no innocents. They they did not kill innocents, right? They killed people who were liable because that's the halacha. The Shemitz is they know of. That's what the Ramban says. You look in the Ramban. The Ramban says, I don't think this is correct. He quoted the Ramban, but we just learned the actual Ramban. Yeah? So I don't think this is correct. Why? Shame came. Just forget about why does Yaakov get upset at Shimon and Levi, right? Why doesn't Yaakov do it himself? Right? Okay, fine. Yaakov didn't do it himself because he's old. He let them do it. But the but but then why did he get angry, right, when they did it? And if Yaakov was afraid, because we could have answered that, why does Yaakov get angry? Not because he thought it was wrong. But because Yaakov actually say to the brothers, he's angry, right? Now, later in Parshat Vayechi, he curses their anger. So that might be something different. But over here in our Parsha, in Bresh Lama Dalit, right, Yaakov says to them, you've got us in trouble. Right? I mean, he doesn't necessarily say it's wrong. He says, how could you have done that? You put us in a perilous position. That's what the Ramban is saying. Well, maybe Yaakov, right, was just scared. Right? But if that's true, but then why is he still angry about it in Vayechi? He should have realized by then that his fears did not come to fruition. Like, you remember when they said if we actually move the American embassy to Jerusalem, the whole world is going to collapse? You know what I mean? Right? And it didn't. So, like, when we see later on, right, you know, like, so, so why is he still angry about it later on? Maybe I understand over here in our bus if he's upset. But but later on, he should have realized, okay, you know, it worked out okay in the end. You know, the Halloween Zahu. They were right. They, you see that? they they knew it was going to be danger, like Yaakov says. And they said, no, we trust God is going to protect us. We're going to do what's right. And uh, and and Yaakov, why is he upset about that? If that's good, Jeremiah asked some good questions. Okay, Jeremiah's a lot of asking good questions. And then Jeremiah asked another question. He said, I don't understand. Why does the Rambam have to bend over backwards to find fault with the people of Shechem? They violated the Shem Mitzvah because they should have set up courts and they didn't judge Shechem. So really, they're violating Shem Mitzvah and so they're obligated for the death penalty. Didn't they worship idols? So before this whole story with Dina and Shechem, how did they just kill them? Oh, these guys are worshiping idols and nobody's taking care of that. Oh, we should kill them. Okay, fine. Fine. But that's what the Rambam is asking. He's saying if the Rambam is correct and what the Rambam is saying is correct, then yeah. Then yeah. The, the Rambam says that what the Rambam says cannot be correct. It, it might be true that a, a Ben Noach who violates one of the Sheva Mitzvahs Noach is liable for the death penalty. But it is not our job to go around and kill all the non-Jews who violate the Sheva Mitzvahs Noach. It's not our job. It's not our responsibility. That's why they didn't do it. When they saw them worshiping idols, then that's also why they should not have done it when Dina was taken by Shem. That's why the Ramban does not like the answer of the Ramban. He does not like it. The Ramban says, Aval Inyan Shem, I'll tell you what happened over here. 
ibnei Yaakov ba'avur shahayu anshe shechem rishayim. Vidomam chashuv lahem kamayim. Ratzu lehinake mehem becherev no gemes. The, the sons of Yaakov, Shimon and Levi, they had no respect for the people of Shechem. They were Rishayim. They were wicked. And they wanted to avenge what happened to their sister. And they killed the king and all of his people of the city because those were his servants. They listened and followed his command. They didn't care that they did brismila. They did brismila because they were trying to do a deal with us. They were trying to steal all of our money. That's what they were trying to do. The Yaakov Amarlahem, but Yaakov said to the brothers, um, the Kants are here, first of all, you're bringing us into danger. And then, then in Parshas Vayichi, he curses their anger. He also Hamas word not intended because they did well actually totally intended in this context because they they did um um violence yes there's got to be a better English word that's like worse than that right um when, when mm, yes but it's not a good translation they did Hamas actually that's a great translation right they did Hamas right to the to the people of uh, we sat with them. We said to them, we can be together, one people. We could have helped those people. Maybe we could have gotten together with those people. We we would have killed Shechem and Chamor, maybe, right? Because, man, this is the Ramban, that, that Yaakov was in on it in the beginning. He was in on it in the beginning to take Dina, and then what, what did he think was going to happen then? So let's go through this, all right? Let's, let's go through this, yeah? The Ramban's original plan. Let's go through this, right? They 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 have everybody in the city do brismila. They're all weekend. They do a, a you know a, a, an extraction operation. They get Dina out of there, and then what? Then what? The, the people in the city get better and everybody's happy? It's all fine? No, that's what Yaakov thought. We'll kill Shechem and Chamor, right? As part of this operation, we'll kill Shechem and Chamor. Now, what's, what's going to happen now in the city? We killed Shechem and Chamor. Now what's going to happen? Oh, we're going to move in. We're the whole city, right? The all, they're already fine to... Make a deal with us. That's why they agreed in the first place. We'll be Makarid the whole city. Everything's going to be great. They all followed Shechor. Shechor did. We killed them. Now we have an opportunity. Taking the whole city. What's going to happen in Gaza if we remove Hamas? What's going to happen? Okay, there's only a few options, though, people. There's only a few options. Right? One is we take it back. I'm not saying good, bad, whatever. I'm just saying that's an option. The other is we try to find leadership, you know, over there that's more responsible and more amenable to living peacefully, you know, uh, next to us. Are there other options? I guess we can get an international broker to come in. I don't know. I mean, what are what are what are the options here? But is everybody with me here? Right. So so according to the Ramban, if the plan was to weaken the men so that we can get Dina out, kill Shem and Chamor, and then what? That's what the 
what I'm trying here says. No, Yaakov had a plan. Yaakov's plan was that we could try to be Makari of this whole city. We we could try to do something out of this. Sort of fits the thing. You would be happy that the whole was killed. Meaning if they would not have done Teshuvah, then Yaakov would have been okay killing them? I don't know. I'm not sure. I understand what you're saying. I don't know. What I do know, what I do know, right? You might be right, Chaim. I don't, I don't know. But what I do know is that the Ramban is saying that Yaakov's plan was to be Makari of the city. If it would not have worked, I don't know. I don't know what would have happened. Nick, maybe you're right. I don't know. And why was Yaakov angry at, at Shimon and Levi? Because they killed everybody in the city and, and at least he didn't give them a chance, right? I don't, you know, at least he didn't give them a chance. Now, we had a chance here and you guys blew it. So you, you acted too hastily, right? That's what, that's what the Ramban says. It's entirely amazing. Entirely amazing. If you look at the Ramban in Parshas Vayikhi, right, when Yaakov curses Shimon and Levi, the Ramban doubles down. He says it again. Ukfar perash dila'el, in our Pasuk, Yaakov cuts off on Shimon and Levi, bahargam anshe ha'ir ba'avur she'asu chamas, that he, Yaakov is angry at Shimon and Levi because they act with treachery, right, and brutality to the people of the city. He heim lo chatu lahem klau, because the people of the city didn't do anything to us. And not only that, but they were seemingly showing signs that they might be amenable to living with us. And, and they did brismila. Yaakov had these big plans. I was going to convert the whole city. They were all going to become, uh, you know, like Abram and Sarah. This was going to be the Asanefesh Asher you know, but they're all gone. Well, now they're all gone. No, Abram's people are all gone by this point. That's Two true. generations later. No, that's okay, fine. So Yaku could still bring. You're right, you're right, you're right. I agree with you. But Yaakov thought, now I have a chance to follow in my grandfather's footsteps and to try to right some of the, you know, errors maybe that we made along the way. I don't know. And we can we can try all over again. Okay, but at least what the Ramban has done for us is he's answered the basic questions, right? The Ramban says, this is what happened. Yaakov was in on in the beginning, but the original plan was just to get Dina, kill Shechem and Chamor, and then convert the whole city. That was the original plan, right? It goes south because Shimon and Levi go rogue. And that's why Yaakov gets angry at them. But according to the Ramban, Shimon and Levi are wrong. Is everybody with me on that? Everybody understands? According to the Ramban, Shimon and Levi are wrong. Right? And that's why Yaakov is angry at them here. And that's why Yaakov curses them in Vayichi. Now, Chaim is right. And that is, well, what would Yaakov have done, right, had his plan not worked? I don't know the answer. I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I don't. Yeah. So, okay, good. So, I'm glad he said that, and that's going to answer Kevin's question, right, um, which the Orachayim uh, asks. And Kevin asked before, well, wait a second. If they were planning on going to get, you know, uh, um, Dina out, right, how how are they going to get out? If they were planning on killing Shem, how were they planning on doing it, right? So if you look at the Orachayim, he writes something it's so it's so fascinating. Look at the Orachayim. By our group calls up, or go to the bottom. Skip skip the, the Maharal. Go to, go to the Orachayim. They killed all the men. Why did they kill everybody in the city? Now, what did the Ramban say? They were wrong. That's why Yaakov gets angry at them. That's why he curses them. But look what the Orachayim says. The old Oh, also he says, right, why didn't they kill Shechem and Hamor first? Because if you look at the Psukim, 
Look at the look at the Psukim. Very interesting. This is what he's pointing at. When they were hurting on the third day, they killed all of the men in the city. And Shem and Chamor, they killed by the sword. Remember, I made a joke before. Maybe you thought that they were not part of the men of the city. Yeah. What Arachayim is asking is, I don't understand. They they literally, oh, you see what I'm going to do? Watch this. They put the donkey before the cart. See what I did there? Because Chamor, donkey, went, ah, okay, fine. Thank you, everybody, right? I'll be here all week, right? No, I will. Um, but but as I was saying, right? Um, but but what the Arachayim is saying is, what should have come first? They killed Shem and Chamor, and then they killed the rest of the city. Then we could debate, right, wrong, this, that, whatever, right? But why is killing the rest of the city first? And then killing Shem and Chamor after. That's the question of Chaim And look at his answer. They only wanted to kill Shem and Chamor. This is what Kevin asked before. What do you think? You're just going to walk into the city and kill the king? You think that's how it's going to work? It doesn't work like that. They came into the city and the people realized that they were up to something and they came to defend the king. So you know why they killed all the people in Shrem? It was all the people in Shrem were trying to kill them. And that's why it says that they killed all the men. And that is how they were able to kill Shrem and Chamor. Which is why it says first that they killed all the men. Because the only way they could have killed Shrem and Chamor is if they killed everybody else along the way. If Zulat Zen had not been for that, then they would have had no way of killing Shem and Chamor, who uh, were culpable because they violated they violated Dina. Yeah. Now, this is very very different than the Ramban. Is everybody with me here? Why why according to the Arachayim did they kill um, did they kill the people in the city? They had to. Right. Well, well. Now you see, self-defense. Self-defense is a tricky kind of term, right here, right? Because why are they defending themselves? Right. But did they have to do that? Well, did they have to do that? Is that what I'm asking. Do you understand what I'm saying? Did they have to kill Shem and Chamor? Did they have to? Well, ah, so, right. So the Orachim seems to think that that was their right. It was their right to go kill Shem and Chamor. Once they had a right to go kill Shem and Chamor, and these other people came out of the woodwork and tried to stop them, now they have the right to kill all those people too. And now we got we to keep asking the questions, right? Which is, well then, were they justified in killing all of these people? Presumably, yes. Well then, why does Yaakov get angry? There's two answers. One is, he was angry because he was scared of what would happen. That's right here. Then we have to answer why is he still angry later. And so the second answer must be, I think the other option is that well, maybe the trickery or maybe he thought they should have done it in the first place. Meaning in the moment, their actions may be justified. Meaning you put on your halachic blinders and you're like, do I have a right to kill these guys? Yes. Other people come to me. Do I have a right to kill those guys? Yes. But maybe we have to take a step back and be like, wait a second, should I do all of this? And maybe Yaakov thought the answer is no. I don't know. But maybe, maybe that's why he gets angry. Is everybody with me? You know, like sometimes you tell your kids that, that just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. 
Just because it's right doesn't mean you should do it. Yeah, maybe that's what's going on here. Maybe Yaakov is looking and he's like, listen, I, I, yes, but no. Does that make sense? Hey, what's up? No, you're the man. Sweet action. Just leave it right here and I'll take care of it for you. I have no idea, but I'll, I'll work it out. No, 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 no. I got you. Did you tie these by yourself? Uh, my, I, I tied one of my dad's. You're a good man. Thank you. You're a really good man. That's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Legitimate. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Great job, man. Great job. Okay. Um, good. So that's the uh, that's Orakhine. Yeah. Now I have to show you a Maharal because the Maharal, the Maharal, the Maharal is going to open up a, a box. It's labeled on the side of it, Pandura. Right, you know, no, but okay, fine. It's just no, 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 no. The morale is not hanging. Other people hang in the morale. Not, you know, look, look at the morale rights. No, no, there's no hang. There's no hang. The, the morale is just a totally different understanding of the whole business over here. Look at the morale rights. Ah, caution. The morale says, I got a problem. If Shem sinned, why did they kill the whole city? Yeah, it's okay, good. The curates are we know the Rambam. What did the Rambam answer? Good. Right? That they, they should have And so they were all We saw the Rambam's questions. Right? About the Rambam. The, the morale has different questions. The morale says, I don't understand this. This, this is very, very strange. Why? What's he meant? That's only when you're capable of doing it. What did you want them to do? Right? That the Torah exempts us when we're in unavoidable circumstances. What did you want them to do? It was not possible for them to judge Shem and Hamor. They didn't have the ability to do it in the first place, so the Maral also does not like the Rambam's answer. Look at what the Maral does answer. I have no problems with this whole passage. Mishum lo umos. Because when you're talking about two different nations, like the Jews and the Canaan, they're two separate nations. How do I know that they were two separate nations? Because what does Shem, or what does Hamor, I'm sorry, offer to Yaakov Avinu? Which means that up until this point, they were two nations. At the beginning, they were obviously not. Therefore, they have the right to wage war, like when nations go to war. And the Torah allows us to go to war when it is necessary. Even though the Torah commands us, when you head out to war, you have to offer peace. You can't just attack. We have to offer peace. I know that is, that is, if they don't do anything to us. But if they attack us, they took Dina and they raped Dina, even though it was one of, only one of them, only one guy. 
since he's a part of that people, and they came and attacked us, we can take revenge against them. What does the Maral say? Okay. What does the Maral say? The Maral says there are not innocent bystanders. Or I shouldn't say that. The Maral says there may be innocent bystanders. But when you go to war, you go to war. And that's how war is, and that's what war is. And that's a terrible thing, that that's what war is. And war is awful. But when somebody attacks you, you have to respond. And when you respond, you can respond. That's what the Maharal says. This is not the only place that you find such a thing. God commands us to wage war against the Mijanim. And what does that mean? they been killing the Mijanim. Could very well be that there was a lot of Midianites who did not come and give the Jews a hard time, did not want us to sin, and then maybe they were not involved in the story with Bilam, and maybe there's, you know, innocent Midianites who had no idea what was going on. All the same, the Torah tells us, there is no division. If you're a part of that nation, we can wage war. That's how war goes. It's terrible. But that's how war goes. That's what the morale says. And so the morale says, I mean, listen, let's, let's just carry the string all the way to the end. Yeah? The morale says, were they right? So why was Yaakov angry? Right? So we have to suggest maybe Yaakov was scared. That's what the Pesukim said. Maybe Yaakov was scared. Or we can suggest Yaakov didn't think they should go to war. Once they went to war, which was justified, it was all just... We've got, these are the questions that we've got to ask. But the Maharal, when I said he opens up a box, right? The Maharal's box is, is really asking a different question in terms of the ethics of war in general, right? And that is, when you go to war, to what extent are you obligated to minimize, right, civilian casualties, right? And if we were reading this Parsha like the Rambam, the Rambam would say, I, I can't learn anything from here because there were everybody here was guilty, right? So, so this this section doesn't teach me. If I read a section like the Ramban, the Ramban would say, No, of course I have to minimize civilian casualties. It's the whole reason why Yaakov gets angry at the brothers in the first place. But if I read a story like the Maharal, the Maharal thinks that in terms of ethics of war, you never have to minimize civilian casualties, right? I mean, that's a it's fascinating kind of construct, right? And when you go to war, war is not good. War is terrible. But when you go to war, then you're at war. And uh, and that's that's how you have to that's how you have to fight. Because if you fight otherwise, then you end up harming yourself. You end up putting yourself at danger. And uh, and when you go to war, you have to protect yourself first and foremost, and your people first and foremost. And so that's why the Maral thinks that uh, that the brothers were were justified almost, you know, uh, in their in their in their actions. So uh, we started we started with Perek Tehillim Kuf Lamed Zayin. We moved to Bereshis Perek Lamed Dalid, and uh, maybe maybe we'll see. I don't know. Maybe tomorrow. I'm not sure. We'll do one of two things. I don't know which one. I'll figure it out in the next 24 hours, 23 hours. Sorry. Um, uh, either we'll move to Gila's conversation of Nekama and uh, and discuss some of those topics, or maybe we'll just go back to Tehillim and we'll uh, we'll we'll learn some more Tehillim. And we'll say some more tefillahs and learn some more Torah. If anybody has a preference, you know, like you know, send me a message or something like that. And you know, um, you know, you send me a message. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if you talk to me, I'm never gonna listen. <laughs>
Um, but since, since, yeah, yeah, question. All right, go ahead. Sure. But you're right. If, if we're being honest, you're right. If we're being honest, right. Here in our parsha, Yaakov says, how can you do this to us? You put us in peril. And, it, and in Bayechi, correct. That's correct. Correct. Which which I think if I if I remember correctly, the Maharal over there in Bayechi, what the Maharal says, right, is is that Yaakov is saying that Shimon and Levi, their anger is bad and they can't be in leadership position, make the decision because they're hot. That's what I think the Maharal says in Bayechi, meaning that Yaakov is not saying, right, that they're wrong. He's saying that their zealousness for this kind of behavior, while not wrong, is too zealous. It's too angry, right? And and they can't make the, those decisions. And Moshe had an element of that um, as well, which ends up potentially being his downfall, according to some of the, according to the, according to the Rambam, right? M Moshe gets punished because he gets angry, right? Um, that, 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 that's the Rambam's understanding, the story of the, of the main Mariva. Listen, okay, fine. Um, uh, listen, I, uh, I pray that our, our study of Torah and our study of this, this avenue of Torah, right, uh, will help to protect us and will uh, help to protect uh, civilians um, and will help to allow us to see us uh, be successful and victorious in, uh, in the war that our soldiers are fighting and that Mi'itain will all return to us safely, the Karel, very soon. Thank you, everybody, for coming. Everybody have a great night. Very nice.